I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. All right, so today we are covering Dumbo. Disney is 1941. No, hi, hello, I'm Tara, oh, just hi, straight hello, up. hello, I'm Tara. You said <laughs> we have an intro, so well, I went for it. Well, guys, we are uh, we have a guest today. Our guest today is, is our friend, uh, my friend from, from the land of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> this is our friend Melissa. Melissa, say hello. Hello. Um, now, I, it's funny because I meant to say this before the interview, the interview, before the interview. You're being yeah, interviewed know, very by official the... Now. Okay. Yes. Um, is this one of your is this one of your favorites? Well, so when I was a child it definitely was. And I have a lot of like stories and things related to Dumbo, so I was actually kind of glad this was the one that we ended up doing because like when I was a kid, my mom has lots of stories of me watching and rewinding on the good old, you know, VHS <laughs> tape yes. uh pink elephants over and over and over again. I love pink elephants. Okay. Listeners, I have a confession. I remember nothing about this movie. The only thing I remember about it, I saw it when I was a kid, is that Dumbo can fly and he has a feather. That's it. Those are kind of the same fact. Yes. He can fly fly because because of the feather. feather. So this is going to be all new to me. I remember nothing. I could probably almost quote it. Probably. Really? Yeah. I mean, so the other thing is, is like the song Baby Mine that's from this i used to sing it to my two big kids when they were babies mm-hmm. and when they were I little so yeah and then when maggie was going to be born we were going to do her nursery in dumbo so when we went to disney after i found out i was pregnant we got one of the sketches of like oh, dumbo cool. and dumbo's mom oh i yeah. love that so was it was it Dumbo and Dumbo's mom when Dumbo's mom is in the cage? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because I think this one, and I, I remember this one having some very strange imagery. I remember not liking this one when I was a kid. I, I like, love have Pink no Elephant. impression. It's okay. Yeah, which is I, I well, loved it, but like it's so dark and so sad. There's some as very dark. It's it's interesting because I, I as usual I watched a documentary on it and the one thing they said they really liked about it is this one had a lot of emotionality to it. Like as an adult it's it, you watch back it's not just oh everyone's having a good time. It's things are sad, things are scary, yeah, things there's are, a lot of different are hard. Layers so yeah. so you want to hit us up with the uh, the uh, Yeah, I'll read the synopsis here. So it says struggling circus owner Max how do you say his last name? I don't know if I even knew he had a last name. Medici? Medici. M-E-D-I-C-I. Medici. Medici. Enlists a former star and his two children to care for Dumbo. A baby oh, no, 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 no. Oh. This is the oh, 2019 is a- Sorry, sorry. I had the old like, one up and now I, was I jumped like, to that one. I was like, I was like, does right. the ringmaster have a name? <laughs> sorry, guys. That's the new one. We're not talking about that. Oh, that makes so much more sense why that one had a low Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> 
I was like, why did this one have such a I low never Rotten watched Tomato it. score? I didn't Tara's, want to watch it. Tara's like, you're gonna be shocked at the at, at the, the Rotten Tomato <laughs> score. I was reading the wrong synopsis. Listeners. So this is this is our first one we've done so far that has one of the new Disney updates. I didn't realize that. I've forgotten this one. Oh yeah, update. that has a live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, version which none of us have seen. I haven't seen the live action one. So yeah, heard okay. it was garbage. So I didn't watch it. Well, Rotten Tomatoes gave it forty seven percent. So I was yeah okay. I've got I've got the right information right. now. I apologize. A young circus elephant is born with comically large ears and given the cruel nickname Dumbo. Will Smith. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One day at a show, he is taunted by a group of kids, inciting his mother into a rage that gets her locked up. After Dumbo's ears cause an accident that injures many of the other elephants, he is made to dress like a clown and perform dangerous stunts. Everything changes when Dumbo discovers that his enormous ears actually allow him to fly, and he astounds everyone at the circus with his new talent. And it is 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I was about to make a joke about, didn't you recently make fun of my ears? And then I remembered we have it recorded. It's on this podcast. We do. It's on, on the, the Snow, Snow White, White episode. episode. I heard that. Actually, <laughs> your ears actually are not large. I'm so sorry. I thought it was a funny little comment, and then I realized it was me. You're when like, was... you remind me of Dumbo because of your ears. And you were no, like, hey, dopey. wait a minute. Oh, yeah, dopey. Yeah, it was dopey. Yeah, when, when I was in high school, uh, you know, doing the gross high school thing where I think me and my girlfriend at the time were going back and forth going like, ooh, I love your your hair. Ooh, I love your eyes. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> That's she goes, disgusting. I, right. And she yeah. goes, I love the gap in your front teeth. And I go, I have a gap in my front teeth. <laughs> <laughs> which, you get, which now man. I can't not see it. But I remember like distinctly like the whole mood of the, the day changed from, oh, to what that's a cautionary tale teenagers don't play that game i wasn't (laughs) mad at her it was just like a revelation um but some of the things that melissa mentioned earlier tie into some of my facts which i found interesting but one of them when you were talking about rewinding it on the video cassette on the vhs this was the first disney movie to be released on video cassette which i found interesting in 1981 and it was only rental so you could only rent it and then in 1982 it went up for sale so that that I found really interesting that they didn't go with Snow White. They didn't go no. with because uh, Snow White was I would say equally as successful. Like it made them money. Snow White was this okay. So the success of this one is an interesting story because they had Snow White. Snow White was a big success. Yeah. I don't know comparatively what they were. Yeah, I don't know numbers wise, but I know it was a success. And Pinocchio Del- was not. Pinocchio. They spent a lot of money. Was not a success. Fantasia was a real. Fantasia since then has made a lot of I've money, but the money, opening but... release of Fantasia, it like bombed. And it part did not of the do reason well. for and that... And they spent a lot of money yeah. on that too. Part of the reason for that was we talked about this last episode was it's two hours. It didn't really play very well to middle America. It did very well in New York and LA, but like they had like two shows a day, but it was a, it was an event. You went, you were seated. There was an intermission. The, oh yeah. You went it, and saw it in the theater. Yeah. They, they made it seem like. You got a program. Yeah. It was like going it, to the like orchestra. You were going to a live orchestra so performance. So that was a two hour movie. And this one is an hour and like three minutes or something ridiculous yeah. because this one was, we need to, to make money. So they were, you know, they brought in the guys. Basically, it's an hour-long version of Silly Symphony. They're not doing a whole lot of new stuff. They're doing a lot of interesting things with, when I watched the documentary, uh, Shadow. They, they did a lot of study of German, oh, is it German impression? The German film movement in, like, the early, like, tens and teens and uh, 20s. Like, doc. they watched, like, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and things like that, where it's mm-hmm. all shadows and weird perspective. Surrealism plays a lot in it, but they didn't do a whole lot of stuff 
There was a guy who quoted as saying, by trying not to be artistic, they created an amazing piece of art. Well, and they also, what I found interesting is they used watercolor backgrounds in this, and they did that in Snow White, and that saved them money it's than doing the oils. It's cheaper, but you can't change as much. Once it's there, it's you can't there. go back and like draw over Well, and watercolors, so they use it in Snow White, they use it in Dumbo. They don't use it again until Fantasia 2000. Oh, really? So, and I wonder if that's because you can't change them. I wonder if they decided that mm-hmm. wasn't how they wanted to do the backgrounds. But yeah, they don't do watercolor backgrounds again until Fantasia 2000, and I which think, I found interesting. I think they talked about choosing this one because of the... Cir- they went, okay, it's a circus one. We want to do this one next or we want to put this one out next because we've already built in bright colored advertising like we just put up circus posters of dumbo Mm. like everything's already there to catch your eye they've done some of the work for us well and the other thing we had talked about briefly before we started ryan and i is that uh the story men on this one who was joe grant and dick humor is that how you say his last name uh, they wrote this film in installments. So they would leave like part of the story on Walt's desk and but he wouldn't know what would happen next. And so he And they they'd write at the end of the installment, viewer be warned, if you are worried about it getting sad, it's going to get worse. Like he they would write oh, teasers. Or yeah, they'd be like so supposedly- you, what will happen to Dumbo next? It was like reading like serials of like Flash Gordon where it's like tune in next week, you know. Oh, yeah, and like supposedly that. he ran into the story department at one point and was exclaiming like, like, how I great want- it was and I want to know what happens <laughs> next and and uh it's said to be his favorite film by the studio. Uh so I, I, it's funny because I've watched like four of these documentaries now and I feel like everyone especially there's this one artist who worked for Disney I think for a little bit I want to look up more about him his name is Eric Goldberg yeah uh, but uh, he uh, is always like this one is the best one and here's why and then he's in the next documentary going oh here's why this one is such a Disney classic and he's always got like interesting facts but it's I'm like I want to see your list like which yeah. one is actually your uh-huh. favorite it's also the first uh, Disney animated feature to be set in the United States, which is still in a small amount of them. Not very many oh. are set in the United States. The other thing I found interesting, it's also the first animated feature to be set in the year it came out. So it's set in 1941. And the next movie to do that is 20 years later, 101 Dalmatians. So that's mm. set in the year 1961, which that I never really put together. So I'm kind of excited when we get there to to look at that but I found that interesting because when you think of Disney movies a lot of times they're not set in a real place or they're set somewhere different Uh, so it being set not only in the United States but in the year it came out I found interesting one thing I wanted to bring up because you mentioned Joe Grant and I think both of you are kind of find this pretty interesting so Joe Grant I, I'm int- I like I want to get a book now on Joe Grant yeah because well, Joe- he worked he was the story guy one of the well, story he men he started right? off he was in charge of the model department so making real models of like the hag and stromboli and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and he and so then that that department kind of became well you're in charge of like you write the world bible on what the character's like and then he started doing stories so he did this he did some other ones for a while and then i think i don't remember when but i think it might have been the 50s or 60s he retired and then he came back and he worked on pocahontas and mulan and like fantasia 2000 and then he died. Like it's it's. We was like ninety six, and they were interviewing his daughter and the thing. And she's like, "Oh yeah, he came home from work and died. Like he loved Aww. doing this so much. Oh he was God. like, I don't mean that would be sad. Like yeah, I mean, he no, was like, that's really he cool. He fell asleep that... like and didn't wake up. He had yeah. a, as far as I could tell, he died peacefully. peacefully but it was just but... like 
And he wasn't like, oh, I have to work. He just loved doing this, and then he just died doing what he loved yeah. to do. I, you hear that a lot, though, about big Disney names that retire. Who is it? Is it Bob Iger who keeps... Oh, he, Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner. Bob, Bob Iger me. is the one who just came back. Yeah. As CEO. Yes. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Ones so that you're keep, thinking Bob Iger. Yeah. yeah. Bob Iger, who like keeps retiring and then keeps coming back for different reasons. Yes. Um. Well, COVID is a big. Well, reason. yeah. That's <laughs> yes. Yeah, he came back. Too, like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he's had that happen once or twice before this too, right? Didn't Maybe. He? I don't remember, but. Before we go into uh, any more details, I want to ask both of you: Do either of you remember? And I should have done more research on this. I just thought of it as we started recording. I'm going to look it up. But there was a sh- like a live action Dumbo. Like not not the movie, but it was like a kid's show yes. on Disney Channel. It was a pu- yes. He was a puppet. Was it called Dumbo's Circus? Or like he was like Yeah, it was like big- Dumbo's Circus and he was a puppet. I don't remember yes. much about it other than that. Trying to remember. I remember liking it when I was a kid. But I'm wondering how like weird it looks now. Do you know what I'm saying? It probably looks pretty weird. I'd like to know who did the puppetry too, because Jim Henson wasn't a part of Disney back then. So it was they had all these other characters. There was the lion that sold concessions, and then the koala who was like the ringmaster. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember that puppet. What years was that on? Looks like nineteen eighty-five to eighty-six. So it wasn't very long, but it was like it was like uh, when you say puppets, it was kind of like the banana splits type puppets where they're like people in costumes yes. but they're yes. moving around. And I very distinctly remember the Dumbo puppet doing did a really good uh, elephant sway. <laughs> well, and talking about elephant sways. You know Uh-oh, me and loving go. a good segue. Uh, <laughs> did you know that real element ele- ugh, real elephants were brought to the studio for the animators so they could sketch? That Yeah, that was something they did. I didn't know they did that specifically Yeah, for I know they one, do that a lot with different... This might have been the first actual animal they brought in. Yeah. Because Bambi's next. I know they looked at a lot of animal stuff for Bambi. For Bambi, yeah. So they did the same thing with this. Uh, and then going back to Baby Mine, which we were talking about earlier with Melissa, it they say it's one of the most remembered and regarded songs, although I feel like we've said that in every movie that there's been <laughs> such iconic music. But Well, we are in... The Disney Golden Age. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these songs are going to be iconic. They've lasted at this point almost a hundred. So years. I feel like Tara for Baby Mind. Do you? I don't know how well you remember movies, but like, have you seen the movie Beaches? Yes. So when they're doing the nursery for Bette Midler's friend, I can't remember what her name is. She, yeah, Bette Midler is singing Baby Mine. Yeah, so that's how I that's how I know the song. So when I was reading up on the song, I was like, oh, I know this song from something else, and I couldn't place the movie. So that was the movie. But it's been covered by a lot of people. And Julie Andrews. Yeah. She's in one. But uh, the original vocals, and I'm not going to say her last name right, Betty N-O-Y-E-S. Noise? Noise. 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 Uh, she dubbed two of Debbie Reynolds' songs for Singing in the Rain. Oh, I found that interesting. That's interesting because isn't the whole point of singing in the rain that Debbie Reynolds is is dubbing for another character? Plus, I, yeah. I thought Debbie Reynolds could sing. She sings Tammy she... and Tammy. Yeah, so I don't know. The fact I read, unless 
Unless, like, that isn't accurate. But the fact I read said, yeah, she's dubbed two of Debbie Reynolds' songs, so I don't know why. I didn't get more info on that. I'm but... a little upset that Melissa didn't assume I'd seen Beaches. She immediately asked you. And Have no, you seen no, it? I seen yeah. Beaches. Oh, I um... thought maybe you had seen it, but if you saw it, I figured it was under duress and that you wouldn't remember it. Here's the thing. There's, a, there's, yeah. there's like, a genre of movies love... like that that I'm like, oh, I can't want to see because of the very slight toxic masculinity I was brought up with. Mostly... Very good, but the very... But sl- the Divine Miss M is in it. She's fantastic. Yes. Uh, but that's the thing. So it's a contra... Because now I love Bette Midler. Yeah. But I'm like, ugh, peaches, that's for girls. It's, uh, it's... I don't love chick flicks, just to put that out there. I love that movie. It's so good. But you're going to cry. Yeah. But Dumbo's going to make me cry, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for this one, too, with the song, we're always looking uh, at the awards. This one for best scoring, but it did not win for best song mm-hmm. for Baby Mine, which surprised a lot of people because it did win for the best overall score. And I think there was some uh, drama with whatever won that year apparently was a song from 1940, not 1941. So people Ooh, were upset. What? How yeah, it was what? like it was something. Oh, gosh. What was the movie now? Now I have to find it. But. So I've got one more note I wanted to do. Yeah, you go ahead. We'll talk a little bit more about this, but uh, like we said earlier, I love the pink elephant scene. Like I think I did. You do you remember? We've talked about this on the podcast before, but do you remember DTV? Did you have Disney Channel at all? We had it, and then we didn't always have it. So we had it some, but I don't remember DTV. It was sometimes if like looking back, I think it was if. they they've aired something because they'd air it with like very few commercials they do a few but it was mostly just commercials to be like watch ducktales later and stuff like that but so they so that sometimes meant they didn't have like the full block of time so they'd have to have like you know 10 minute shows yeah Yeah. so they did dtv and they just do they do songs from fantasia i remember they did pink elephants every once in a while or they do like pop songs with clips of cartoons underneath it and i just remember pink elephants from that uh, so one of the reasons they did Pink Elvis was Dal- uh, Salvador Dali and surrealism was big. Mm-hmm. And so they talked a lot about when we watch it to watch all the kind of like shapes, like morphing into other shapes and becoming other things and very, ab- they'd be abstract uh, circles and stuff. And then they'd become something else. But apparently Disney and Dali actually did a film together and he didn't finish it. Oh. And then they ended up finishing it in the 90s or something. I think Roy finished it like for him. And I haven't yeah. seen it. I forgot what it was called. It was like, it was, uh, Destino was what it was mm. called. So that's something to look up. But I, I, I think I, when I put that together that this was a surrealist, I think I like surrealism a lot. And it's like kind of why I like like Beetlejuice like backgrounds and kind of that aesthetic. And so when yeah. I heard that, I went, that's why I like this. So. And then I did find it. So going back to the song. So Baby Mine lost to The Last Time I Saw Paris, which is from a movie, Lady Be Good. And controversially, it the winner was not actually an original song since it had been previously performed in 1940. Mm-hmm. So that was the drama behind it. Uh-huh. Not that the... It was not an original song, and so I guess people... But you, all those things you just said mean nothing to me. The name of the song, the name of whatever, the movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't know so... anything about the movie or anything, but I find it interesting that it wasn't an original song and it won, since that's kind of what... There's somebody usually... listening to this in their in their 80s or 90s, and they're going... They're shaking their fist at the podcast. Yes. Because they know they hate that song and the, the controversy it created. I know. It sounds like... Either that or we just proved then, that but... award shows mean nothing. 
<laughs> well, the thing I thought was interesting is this is the one that was like, it was a story. So we have two fairy tales. We have kind of original, but esoteric story for. Yeah, Snow White is Grimm. Brothers we Grimm. We got an, and like, then Pinocchio is an original Italian story. Dumbo came out like three or four years before the movie came out. Like Disney bought the rights for the stories immediately. And it was this very strange, the reason like you don't hear about it, or they even said the thing, it's almost impossible to find that story anymore is it wasn't in a book. It was in something called a, what's it called? A spin up book? Roll up book. A roll up book. And I it's think, basically it's a called. box with like a scroll and two like, I've seen spinny those. Things. Yeah. So that's what it was is you spin it and it, it moved to the next page. And it was by Helen Aberson. And Harold Pearl, and again, mm-hmm. I might be mispronouncing the name, but they never, they didn't do anything after that. This was their one big thing. Yeah, and then it was they, I guess, sold the rights to Disney, and then that was it. <laughs> they and, were tired. And was that yeah. they were Americans? What was the? Yes. Okay. This was out of. This was out of. Well, I don't know if they were Americans. It was definitely published out of New York, and they talked about that a bit because this. They talk about how this movie kind of has a New York sensibility, and I, I look to you to see if you agree with that at the end of I, this. I, I'll do my best. Yeah, <laughs> after watching it, and yeah, she was born in. Okay, so Helen was born in Syracuse, New York. Yeah, I think they they might both. And be so I I can look up uh, Harold Pearl next, and then just see. But I would imagine if she was born in New York, he. It's interesting that you said that it was an American one. They don't really make a big deal usually out of the origin that they're trying to portray. But I remember distinctly the train going through the letters of Florida. So when you watch it, you'll see the train and it's like showing it like a map from the sky. And the Mm -hmm. train kind of weaves through the letters of Florida. At least that's what I remember. Does this movie take place in Florida? Is there a Disney movie for Florida? That's so weird to me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, but at least that part was in Florida because yeah. I remember the Well, because that's where they deliver them because remember they're dropping yep. all the babies. Yep. This is going to be interesting for Tara to watch. So let's let's Yeah, quit, let's go ahead with it. Let's quit I can... beating around the bush. Let's go check out the movie. So we'll see you on the other side, listeners, and we may have an additional special guest when we come back. Okay. And we're back, and we have an additional special guest. Maggie, you want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> this is Maggie, and she just watched the movie with us. How'd you like it, Maggie? Fine. Fine? Dumbo can fly. Yes. So what was, what was your favorite part? I, I like the elephant's dance. You like the elephant's dance? Oh, the, the, pink, the elephants pink elephants on parade? Yeah. That's my favorite part, too. Did you? Is this your first time you've seen it, or have you seen it before? This is the first time I've seen it. You've seen Dumbo before. Have you seen it before? Um, no. Oh, okay. Well, you, earlier you told us that you liked all the jokes, and that was your favorite part of these movies. Do you remember a joke in it that you thought was really funny? Well, you don't remember a part you thought was funny? Did you think the clowns were funny? Oh, yeah. You were laughing a lot during the clowns, weren't you? Yeah, they're silly. Also, one clown, it was watering a flower, Mm -hmm. and it grew a big figure. 
You did. Well, who is your favorite character? The, the giraffes. giraffes. Yeah. Did you like how that the, when they were on the train, their necks were sticking out? Yeah. Yeah, I like that silly. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys think they really did that? I was wondering. I that. was wondering that. Probably not. Because right? they did it in Indiana Jones, the oh, did third they? one. Okay. Uh, then maybe they know. did. Yeah, I don't that know. That seems unsafe. <laughs> well, I think circus is in the 30s. What did you think? Of the magic feather. Was it really magic? No. He could fly by his own. That's right. He had to figure it out for himself, right? Yeah, because his ears grow bigger. Big, bigger. Bigger, 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 bigger. Awesome. I can't believe that happened. I know. It's crazy <laughs> when that happened. He was so close to falling, right? I know, it was raining peanuts. He was shooting them all at those elephants who weren't very nice to him, right? Yeah. I'll tell you a new joke. You have a, you have a joke? Okay, yes. give it to us. What do you call a sleeping dinosaur? What do you call a sleeping dinosaur? I don't know. A dinosaur. <laughs> She's That's good. That's a good one. Well, do you have any other questions for Maggie, Maggie? Did you have a favorite song? Um, I like the Never Seen the Elephant Fly one. Oh yeah, I've never seen an elephant fly with the crows. That was my favorite too. Yeah, the, also one crow is also one crow is fat. Yep, one yep. crow was fat. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, one more joke, and then give we'll, it to we'll... us. You can tell the one about the skunk sandwich. That one was funny. Well, no. Okay, no. Okay. Have, what's this jellyfish's favorite friend? What's a jellyfish's favorite friend? I don't know. A peanut butter fish. There you go. <laughs> That's a good one too. All I right. like that one. Good job. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Well. Well, we, I really enjoyed watching it with Maggie. I did too. It was fun to hear we her were, laugh at parts and like ask questions, and I really enjoyed it. We were talking about we need to watch it with more people's kids now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she watched it pretty good. I, I think we're lucky it was an hour long and not two hours of Fantasia that I don't think she would have ever made uh, it through. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, but to start, the credits are in the beginning, which we noticed from Snow White, and so I always think it's fun to kind of see how they design the credits. And with this one, what was really cool is all the credits were in circus posters, which I really liked. I and that was, that was something cool. I talked about at the beginning was they thought that was like built in marketing was they didn't have to decide how they were going to do anything. They're just like, oh, yeah, do it like circus posters. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie liked the strong man one. Oh, yeah. That I was the animation. Yeah. in her muscles. That's great. <laughs> Um, and then it is set in Florida, right? So we were curious about that. And it seems to be that they were driving all through Florida on the train, right? I don't know. Did the, did it go further north? Because... It may have gone into Georgia. I, yeah, it was kind of unclear. But because they sure stopped showing there. it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's. I was interested thinking about it because obviously all of this is before um, 
Disney's interest in, in Florida for Walt Disney World. Like, Walt Disneyland hasn't even opened at this yeah, point. Yeah, this is well yeah. before that. But I am wondering, because Florida is kind of known for, like, going to see different kinds of exotic animals, even before... That's a very nice way Carol of being, Baskin. like... Even, yeah, <laughs> even before Tiger King. But, like, so I'm wondering if back in the 40s, if it was still... I don't know. Like, was it known as a place to go to see, like, the alligators or crocodiles? What is it? Alligators crocodiles in Florida? Gators. 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 Um, to see, like, different kinds of animals like that. I don't know. It might have nothing to do with it. But that was my first thought when I saw it was in Florida. I was like, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. But granted, this was in the 40s, so I don't know. So we start this movie off with everybody getting delivered. Yeah, and I loved your comment that all the parents seem really surprised that they're getting animal that they're <laughs> yeah, getting except oh. animals. Yeah, they they did. They all seem surprised except for Dumbo's mom who's waiting very patiently for her package that doesn't arrive. I know and which is so sad. This 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 movie, I think by the end it has a good ending, but there's a lot of moments where I was like this is very sad. And yeah. I'm wondering if that's maybe why I didn't like this movie so much. I remember there are parts that I really enjoyed, but I never wanted to sit down and watch this whole thing start to finish. Like I said, when we started watching it, I was like guys, this is like a whole new movie for me. Like I remembered nothing. Um, which was kind of fun because I don't know that that will happen with a lot of the Disney movies we watch when it comes to the classics because I know them so well. So that was interesting for me. And I liked, Melissa, you mentioning it very much like an ugly duckling story. Yes. Which it pretty much, I mean, it follows that kind of a storyline to it. Um, And then we have some famous voices in here and we'll start with the stork. So there's there's another stork. So this they kind of present the storks as like, the old way we used to look at the post office of like through through yeah through sleet and snow and I rain. almost keep wanting to do the Green Lantern oath instead of the oh through brightest oath. day and darkest yeah, night that one I'm like no no wait that's the Green Lantern <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I, I then they have the one who's a little late who seems to take more care in his job yeah he was so prideful like he made sure he was dropping it off in the right place and yes. looking on the map and then. He sings happy birthday. He's very attentive. And let me look up the name of that actor, but it's definitely the actor who originally did Winnie the Pooh's Winnie voice. The Pooh's so that was voice. one of the famous yeah. voices. And then and we I have think, another one coming did out. Did he too. also do Tigger? I think whoever did Pooh also did Tigger. But I could be oh. wrong on that one. It's well, I have Sterling Holloway. Okay. And did he do the voice of Tigger as well? Uh he's in Winnie the Pooh. Clint Howard was Rue. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Ron Howard's brother, who's oh. in like a bunch of his stuff. Oh, well, yeah, I do know who that is. Well, interesting. He's just Winnie the Pooh. Tigger is a different actor. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe now they're the same ones. Maybe it's Jim. I think Jim Sterling yeah. is in now. He was also Caw the Snake in the Jungle Book. Oh. Yeah. The Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland and yeah. Rokefort in the Aristocats, who I that I don't remember, so we'll figure out who that is together. Yeah. You have so someone you were I very was excited so to pumped. learn. So about. when we heard the gossipy elements elephant, so basically Dumbo gets delivered and they think he's so cute until his ears pop out. And then he's got these really big ears and these gossipy elephants reminded me of old women in an assisted living who gossip. <laughs> because I used to work full time as an activities director and I, I wrote that down like they're very catty and that's what they remind me of, like, just picking on every little thing. Which is um, like a, a revert to the Mean Girls from high school. Yeah, yes. Very it, similar to that. It, it was funny because at first I thought of them kind of like the Golden Girls because there was one that was a little more, like, ditzy than the other ones. I'm yes. like, oh, that's Betty White. Yeah. Like, if they remade this, like, with, anim- with, with well, they already remade it, but if they had, like, noise, I would be like, Betty White's got to play the one yeah. who's, like, kind so, of out of it. Yeah. Yeah. The one gossipy elephant, I couldn't, I couldn't place her voice. I was like, I think Cinderella, I think... 
Um, Lady in the Tramp. Lady in the Tramp is what I said. And I finally found her name. She's the matriarch <laughs> elephant. So she's the one in the purple and gold and headdress. Tara couldn't identify which other movie she was from. And the answer was all of them. All of them. Well, I identified those <laughs> other two movies. And then I looked it up. Verna Felton is her name. She first appears as in Dumbo. And then she's the fairy godmother in Cinderella. She's the queen of hearts in Alice in Wonderland. And that's the voice that I think I heard, mm. and I was like, what is this? She's Aunt Sarah in Lady and the Tramp. I don't know who And then is. in Sleeping Beauty, she's Flora. She's the Red Fairy. And then oh. in the Jungle Book, she's Winifred the Elephant. Oh, And okay. that's her okay. final role um, that she does. So her voice, all three of us said she had a very familiar voice. We knew she was in something else, but I thought it was really interesting that she was in a lot of very famous roles yeah i had i had two thoughts about the voice acting the first one was um i don't think back when disney started they didn't have like a big name i don't remember when that really started where they would get famous actors to play well we talked a a little bit about this in the pinocchio episode and jiminy cricket was like the first famous person who was kind of a famous but he was just like a famous vaudeville actor like he had like a ukulele gimmick or something <laughs> that was it so it's he's not someone i think he is he's not like the rock he's yeah well exactly. he's transcended yeah. since then because of yes well Jiminy and Cricket. it looks like even with this woman with what what did i say her name verna? Was I down. verna she it looks like made a career being voices in disney movies she um was also in other films as well if i had it my way i don't know any of these movies the fuller brush man bells on their toes uh, a stage play called Picnic, but it seems like she's most known for yeah. all the voices she goes on to do in yeah. Disney. I, I think they develop like a stable of actors because we got, like I said, Winnie the Pooh here. Yeah. I, I remember when I was in high school, we watched 12 Angry Men and one of the, like the, the movie with, um, is it Henry Fonda? And, yeah, I think so. And one of them is Piglet. Obviously it's not the character Piglet, yeah, but it's the right. guy who does the Piglet voice. And it's so, he's like, Oh, I just don't know how to vote. And I'm like, oh, what is Piglet doing in this movie? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's hard to unhear it, yeah. yeah. The other uh, thing that I noticed about the voices is the main character, and I guess his mom would kind of be a main character. They never speak. Yeah, She and- has one line. She goes, Jumbo Jr., oh, and you're that's right. it. Yeah, and no, and that was one of my trivia facts that I didn't really want to mention that, like, yeah, he's oh, sorry. the first pro- No, no, I'm glad you mentioned it because I forgot about it. He's the first uh, protagonist to have no spoken dialogue. Maybe some uh, hiccups. Maybe some hiccups. <laughs> yeah, but no, I found that really interesting that he doesn't talk. It's at kind all. of a bull. Timothy's it's- really Timothy's not his voice, but like I feel like because well, Timothy's hype man. Yeah, he's his <laughs> hype man, and because Timothy talks so much, you don't really need, I guess, Dumbo's voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting. And and one thing that I noticed just watching it with Maggie, you know, because movies now are very different than yeah. that yeah. movie there's a lot of stuff that's very visual like when Dumbo's mom's giving him a bath and they're just kind of playing together she loved that part she was like giggling and she thought it was funny when he was pulling yeah, we her heard tail her. and yeah there is no dialogue like it's all just like a quiet moment quiet moment yeah. well because I feel like a lot of this is this the step they're coming from is a lot of stage acting mm-hmm. you know at that point I think you're having to do like vaudeville and mime and and even like clown school type yeah. stuff to kind of get your point across like big physical things to play to the back of the theater yeah in that's some true cases. 
Yeah, uh, I think that that made it harder when he loses his mom because, like, you've seen that tender, real mom kid moment. Yeah, he's connected with, like, they're very connected from moment one. Also, because she defends, she immediately, when all the oh. gossipy elephants, she takes that peg and yes. lowers the oh, wood so door good. and, like, hits them all in the face. Yeah, they all uh, act like they didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, you, yeah. just, you just told this mom her newborn baby's ugly. Yeah. yeah. You go from being he's the cutest little boy to, like, oh, and then they nickname him Dumbo. So he's Jumbo Jr., until they all start making fun of him. That's a good trivia question. What's Dumbo's real name? Yeah. Uh, um, I was going to point out one thing. When Dumbo shows up, I, I thought Dumbo, the character, is so cute. Yeah. Like, they do such a good anime, animating him. The guy who animated him beforehand had done Chernabog on Fantasia. Oh, interesting. And it Such was, a different character. Yeah, they talk about... He did somebody else... I think... Oh, Stromboli. Mm. He did Stromboli and Chernabog, two very dark characters. Yeah. And he was in charge of Dumbo, and he just... He had a really it. light touch with Dumbo, yeah, so good. which worked really well. So the next song that potentially is problematic in the next scene is Work All Day and Work All Night. Now, I remember that song and I loved it, but I just liked like, like the percussion of it. Yeah. When all uh, of those a, characters... All the characters are African-American setting up the circus. That and the elephants. The and elephants are the workers and the tigers and the lions are so lazy, just <laughs> sleeping in their cage. But yeah, pretty much it's the camels, the elephants, and the African-Americans setting up the circus. And it's crazy because there's no other black people in this movie. I mean, the crows. We'll get to the crows. But like, yeah. they appear just to help set up the... the circus and you were pointing out like i used to like the song but what was what was the line you were saying so there so i have i'm old now and i watch everything with subtitles on that oh. and because there's lots of background noise in my house uh, so i had the <laughs> subtitles on and i have never known all the lyrics to that song and it said something about we work all day to get our pay and then something about we throw our pay away yeah we throw all our money yeah. away like, like See so, if I can find the lyrics. Some of the things we talk about with this sometimes we've started to talk about is like, do we think this holds up for kids? And we watched it with Maggie. Like, were you nervous during that? Like, ugh, she's gonna She doesn't pick up on stuff like that. And yeah, I was I gonna think... say, like, that that kind of stuff I feel like is us picking up on it and potentially reading into it. Not reading into it, yeah. but like picking Noticing it up. Yeah. I think we, when you're we a kid, notice like... it because we're adults and Honestly, like a lot more of that stuff sticks out since I live in a more liberal area now. I grew up in a very conservative yes. area. I don't think that excuses it, but at the same time, like we're kind of coming through this of the lens of like, I think you're probably going to be okay letting your kid watch this. Yeah, and if nothing else, it's a it's a teachable moment too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if get... she was to pick up on it. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's three white people discuss the. Uh, I, mean, I know, I know. It's, <laughs> but, it's I don't. Yeah, yeah. But she, as always, our opinions are just that they are our opinions. So. <laughs> so. What is what are you looking at with a dog? That's just an advertisement. Oh. <laughs> so, um, the name of the song is not "Work All Day, Work All Night." It's the song of the Rustabouts. Roustabouts. Roustabouts is the, the like official title you look at that i'm gonna look up what that word means uh, and see if we should bleep it and it's <laughs> we work all day we work all night we never learn to read or write oh yeah we're happy hearted roustabouts yeah and then it goes when other folks have gone to bed we slave until we're almost dead we're happy hearted roustabouts again i think i'm saying that word right i don't like the word slave in there <laughs> yeah we don't know when we get our pay, and when we do, we throw our pay away. So there's the line you picked up on. Yeah. We get our pay, 
when children say with happy hearts it's circus day today we then and then there's like an echo then we get our pay just watching kids on circus day muscles aching back near breaking eggs and bacon what we need yes sir is like a echo boss man hounding keep on pounding for your bed and feet there ain't no let up must get set up pull that canvas drive that stake want to doze off get them clothes off but must keep awake now here's and the then thing. there's another verse too here's but the that's that that's the gist of it the definition of roustabout is an unskilled or casual laborer so if this had just been a group of like mixed race people like yeah. including white people i think the well, words and, wouldn't have made it would have just been like oh they're just but they're like they're I but i never learned but i never learned to read or write and i throw my pay away yeah and they basically make it sound too love. like their pay is just the kids joy because basically they're working for their feed and their yeah. bed it, it's, yeah it's and problematic they're, they're, yeah they're either traveling with the circus or they were hired they live there and it's just like a, we could change the ethnicity of the workers, cut the lyrics of that song, and that scene would and play just, just as well. And just have an instrumental yeah. of yes. that. Yeah, because the rhythm, I'm with you. The rhythm was great. What I the was way basically, that he used the hammer to go in beat, with yeah. the, I loved mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because I was basically lobbying for classism over racism, I guess. Yeah. So, which is, in my opinion, maybe a step up. But yeah. So, anyway. so, yeah, those lyrics are definitely <laughs> problematic. So we go through that, and now you get to... Um, the kids making fun of Dumbo. And you noticed, you pointed out that they all look like Lambie. And not any of them are like... Do you remember Lambert from Pinocchio, his buddy in Pleasure Island? Yeah, yeah. he's the one that gets turned into the donkey first. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing is, too, is like, not to like poke fun of them, but none of them were very handsome <laughs> either. Melissa mentioned that. Yeah, the one... The who, weirdest like, looking kids <laughs> like, hey, check out his ears. Yeah, it's the, like, all right, the kid with ears is, that are sticking out so far. I understand really orthodontics. Deflecting. The one who's the bully is really just trying to make fun of someone else because he's afraid he's going to get made fun of. I understand dental orthodontics hadn't been around in the, much in the 40s but that kid needed some braces <laughs> yeah uh, step it's, one he kind of oh, looks yeah. like the mean kid from a christmas story oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. kid yeah. that beats uh-huh. the tar yeah yeah so they all start making fun of jumbo and then mrs jumbo is not having it his mom goes into a rage well she just spanks the one kid yeah it? with her trunk yes. and then they and- start doing horribly animal cruelty things to her yes well okay I don't want to sit here and defend animal cruelty. She did throw a bale of hay at them, which is a big weapon. And then, like, I don't know what else they're going to do. Like, circuses in general suck when it comes to this. Yes. But they I don't know how you, yeah, how you like stop how you a rape an elephant. elephant. Yeah. And Melissa made a good observation with her eye color, how that changes, how mm-hmm. they're blue, and then they go to red, which, um, you know, just lets you know that, like, she is not happy. Mm-hmm. Uh and so then they lock her away. They like chain her up and lock her in her own. Um, well, the mean cart. elephants call it solitary confinement. Like, there's a yeah. lot of stuff in here that's like, yeah, very over the head of children. Yeah, they, they and the elephant sway is so sad. Oh yeah, they cut to her and she's in there and they've got like the shadows on her look like stripes and they cut to to Dumbo kind of doing the same sway. And the older elephants decide to, like, ostracize him. Yeah, and they say something about, I have here trunk full of dirt. Like, they get real mean (laughs) about both the mom and Dumbo. And they basically are just like, don't let him hear you. And they close him out of the circle. Which, how could he not hear you? He's got those big ears. uh, Yeah, but uh, but then that's when... (laughs) 
what Ryan calls a uh, blue collar Jiminy Cricket. Oh yeah, comes in, which he's, is Timothy. Well, I read he's like kind of the opposite of Jiminy Cricket, and Jiminy Cricket was like, "You can't be in show business, Pinocchio." And now, yeah. like Timothy's like, "We're gonna be the stars of the show." Yeah, he's the hype man, <laughs> um, but he scares all the elephants. So he runs around and scares all the elephants because he sees them being mean to Dumbo. We should look this up and post it on the Facebook group. But where does the like origin of elephants being, being afraid, afraid of, of a mice? mouse? Yeah, I wonder we'll if it's a, like it an Aesop fable or something. Because like there's Maybe. one of those that where sounds... there's a where there's a mouse and a lion. Yeah, and he pulls the the, the thorn, thorn out of the lion's mm-hmm. paw. Yeah, I wonder. That's a good. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. Um. So then. He goes and his he's like, we're going to make you a star. I don't care about you. And he yours. whispers to the, the circus leader, right? That part was great. He, he crawls in the circus leader's... Oh, so he crawls in the circus, the circus, the ringmaster's tent, and yeah. he's like, you should use Dumbo. But when he's doing it, and I was talking earlier about how they used kind of the old German... I want to say... It's not Impressionism, but I'll figure out the, the, the names of the specific film that use a lot of shadows. And then to, when Timothy's coming in the room... He has that big scary shadow. His shadow on the wall almost looks like a person. Uh, there's a movie called Nosferatu, which is like one of the first big Dracula stories, but they couldn't use Dracula, so they named him something else. And there's this whole scene where it's like his shadow's on the wall, and the shadow like comes over her heart, and he like does that, and it's this scary shadow, and it looks exactly like that. And that's why people are like, that's where they got this shadow stuff oh, from, because they're paying homage to that. Oh, that's. That's interesting. You wouldn't think that that Disney would be pulling things from Nosferatu. It's crazy what they talked about in this in this uh, documentary about all the stuff. Like they had just like a big stage on campus, and they'd have people come in and show movies. Or there was one we did from um, Fantasia where they just had a ballerina come in and just dance, and they all just drew her. Or that's I think probably where they with the elephant. I don't know if they brought the elephant on stage, but they were like yeah. very big on like. We're an art studio. All we do is is animation and at this point. There's no real life. merchandising. There's no Disneyland. There's nothing like that to back up on. So they're like, it's almost like Google now or any of like, you know, Apple probably does this too where they're like, they have people come in and just give like keynotes and things like that. But I know like Google does stuff like that where they bring in like guest speakers to have like yeah talks about that sort of thing. I think that's what well, Disney used to do. Well, I'm curious too. Like I'm sure it's like with any other kind of art when you think of creative people, I'm sure animators also use personal influences in oh, their yeah. work. So They're I wonder for... too if like they were a fan yeah. of that Dracula movie that well, you were talking about. Well, that I about. know for a fact they brought those they brought... movies. Dr. Caligari, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, which is a similar horror movie around that era, okay. was viewed at Disney. Is what they said in this thing. I know that so... they still did that even as far as uh, uh, for The Lion King. Because there's pictures of oh, animators yeah. hanging out with lions. So, yeah, I like that they do that. Mm-hmm. I think it uh, it brings a realness, even if it's something that's animated and more fictional. So, so then they, they have the big act they're going to do with Yeah, Dumbo with all where... the elephants climbing on top of one another. And the one thing I do like is I like that the elephants don't care who they're caddy with because they're caddy <laughs> to the ringleader and they're caddy to each other. So yes. at least, like, they're consistent. I did like that they were like, he's talking like he's going to do this. Like, I don't know why I felt a real kinship to that. I don't have a boss like this right now, but yeah. I have had leads and bosses like this in the past where it's like, this is going to happen, then we're going to do this. And I'm like, you're going to do zero of the work to make yeah. this happen, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I liked that. And I, they were, like, fat-shaming each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, about the one... The one She's like, you're no... Spring like, puff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, so they're all being catty and then you can all see them sweat because they don't really know what's happening next. Like usually the act is them all standing on one another and then he talks about Dumbo coming out. That's the thing. Is that the usual act? That's insane. I like, was wondering that, that if that... never has happened. I've seen ones where like one elephant, like they He's kind of like all stand. Or something. Well, yeah, or they all put their... And I went to like I spent a, a, a month in in Southeast Asia uh, in college, and I swear to God, every place in Thailand we went, we're like another elephant show, and it was like, uh, yeah, okay, but but yeah, so Dumbo uh, is scared to go out. Timothy's trying to build up his confidence, and he's like, all you got to <laughs> do is run. Shoves and, a nail into his butt. Yeah, all you got to do is run and jump on this springboard and make it all the way up to the top. Yeah. Uh, and they've never practiced it, and so he he uses a nail. Hey I man, guess. that that was how Sin Cara got into the ring. Oh, he jump um, off and jump over wrestling? the top rope. Yeah, that's wrestling. I like wrestling. Did you know that? <laughs> I did. The listeners probably don't. <laughs> they do uh, now. So he, he sticks a pin in his butt, basically, and to get him running. going. And poor Dumbo trips over his ears and basically knocks in. I don't know if he knocks into the ball, but he knocks into the elephants. And they're all sweating and nervous as it is. Yeah. And then they go flying everywhere and basically ruin the whole circus. But then we, we cut s- to... The- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I always thought they were sweating because... Of- they that, each yeah, have an elephant. <laughs> oh, so backs. I started noticing the sweat when they were like waiting for him to be done. Oh, like they were okay. waiting for the ringleader to be done and like Dumbo wasn't coming out. But yeah, maybe they were sweating the whole time. I'm not sure. Um, then we cut to the scene where it's all the elephants are hurt and they vote him out of being an elephant. Yeah, they they vow that he's no longer an elephant because he has to be made a clown. and Which I think is another representation of what I keep talking about, where it's Walt Disney's views on show business and like where clowns fall in that hierarchy. Yeah, but I do like the bandages. The one elephant has a stake on her eye, which I thought was really funny. Maggie said, why does she have beef on her face? <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Uh, and beef I- on your face sounds like you're embarrassed. Oh, man, I got beef, <laughs> got beef on, on my, on my face. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also mentioned that I like that the train feels like a character. Casey Jr.? Yeah. Well, like, he's got a name. I mean, he's got a name, but, like, he very much is, like, pushing the forward, the story forward. Uh, and then the I think I can, the reference to the little engine that could in the beginning mm-hmm. when he's trying to go up the big hill. And he looks like a person, like, the front of him looks like a face. And so we kind of... And the so, weather matches the mood, too, right? Because, yes, like, after yeah. he becomes a clown, it shows it's raining and, like, the train looks sad. Yeah. Yeah, well, and even... And we open up the story with rain when everyone's getting animal babies except oh, for Dumbo's true. mom. Yeah. So it opens that way, too, kind of setting the mood. So since we're talking about Casey Jr., I'd like to go off on a little tangent for a little bit. Because Casey Jr., the Casey Jr. Circus Train is one of the rides at Disney World. Oh. And I wanted to talk about this. And then, you know, we kind of skipped. Apparently, there's a Pinocchio ride. I don't think I've ever been on the Pinocchio ride, but we missed that. I don't know if there's a Fantasia ride. Oh, there's a but Pinocchio. Yeah, it's like a dark ride. I don't know. Is it a ride? There's a restaurant. I, I swear I saw a ride. It might be a... We'll, it could be at a different hey, park. Hey, guys, we're going to start posting videos of all these rides once once we start getting into them. But... um. The Dumbo ride. I forgot about the Dumbo ride. Oh my ride. gosh, yes. There's that two was... now. Ooh, what's they the have, other one? They're, they're, they're the same, but they have them side by side now since they redid Fantasyland. Oh, oh, so just to like cut more down More people lines. can do it, and they've, and they've updated the queue. The queue's real cute. 
Because I feel like it's one of those ones that I look at and I'm like, I could ride this ride anywhere. In fact, Disney has a couple different versions of this ride. Yeah. But yeah. I will stay in line and, and ride Dumbo. To go on the uh, that Dumbo was one ride. of my favorites as a kid. I'm glad you mentioned the Dumbo ride because I loved going on yeah. that as a child. I think the teacups is one of those for a lot of people, but Ooh, for me, I can't it's do a Dumbo the Dumbo ride. I no. can't do spinning. <laughs> Even as a kid, I couldn't do spinning nope. stuff. Don't do spinning. But yeah, I love the Dumbo ride. I don't. Is Casey Jr. really a? It's not a Disney it, World. It's a Disneyland okay. ride, and it's just a train. And does it just go around the park, or is it? Well, I've got some POV uh, videos I can send out. I think it just goes around. I okay, think it's not, so I think we'll it's, have to post it. I think it's the one they talk about on Podcast Ride, where they're always trying to get. We could be in like the monkey cage, or the you know, there's different yeah. oh. depending on which car you're in. It's a different theme. Got it. Oh, got that's it. cool. Uh, so the next part of the movie I thought was some of the coolest animation was all the shadows of the clowns undressing. Like, it was really fun to see, like, the one deflate his outfit and, like, he looked really big, but he was really skinny. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the way that The one were... that was two guys and he, the top guy, like, jumped out of the pants and the other guy, yeah. like, crawled out. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of, a lot of intricate details in the clowns, like, undressing and, like, talking about their performance and then wanting to put Dumbo even higher up and how like they're gonna get a raise because of this and the crowd loved them and they look at it more like them but the crowd was really it was about Dumbo yeah so it was just interesting that the clowns were like this is our ticket and we're gonna like well they immediately start drinking yes and they start (laughs) drinking and cheersing each other that they did such a good job out of their shoes and they're very yes they're very that so weird. pull it in my shoe pull it in my shoe why yeah <laughs> yeah pull it in my slipper he's a slipper yeah yeah uh so as they're starting to drink before they like go off to march about like they want to talk to the ringleader about their new idea mm-hmm. dumbo goes to visit his mom which is oh. like very tender but also very sad but that's where baby mine is played uh, and I like that they show all the animals in Baby Mine. That it, it like it starts with Dumbo and his mom, but I like that they show all the like animal children. Yeah, it's a very cute song. It's kind of like a knife in the heart, though, a little <laughs> bit because it's like here's all the things you can't do with your baby. That's true. Well, yeah, Mel- that's Melissa point. immediately picked up her daughter Maggie and put her in her lap. No, and her she and climbed on my lap. <laughs> Who do you believe, folks? Me or Melissa? <laughs> Uh, oh, the other thing I mentioned about the clowns is one of them was holding a trumpet with their foot when they flash back to the clowns. So after Baby Mine happens, one is like holding a trumpet with his foot and then they're bathing. Implying that he was playing it with I his feet? I don't know. I think he was just holding it. And then they're like scrubbing in like a, a bathtub, it looks like. <laughs> so there's a lot of things like that. But that's when they all march off about the raise and they throw one of the bottles of, I guess, champagne. Yeah. But they're it's also gotta be cheap champagne. They're clowns. <laughs> well, Come on. yeah, but they're they real. They're real the insensitive about about Dumbo then too, because yes. he's like, what if there's one voice of reason that says, what if he gets hurt? Yeah, or what if he's scared? Or yeah, there is some one clown that is like on Dumbo's side, and the rest of them kind of talk him out of that. Like it yeah. doesn't matter. I'm wondering if he's no on feelings. Dumbo's side. They're oh, made out I'm of sorry. rubber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if he's on Dumbo's side, or if he's just like, what if we hurt our paycheck? Uh, yeah either way either way at least there was someone like trying to speak up for Dumbo uh but that's when they throw the alcohol into the bucket of water and and they go on their way when we get the best sequence in the entire movie so the other thing I noticed and this happens a couple times in the movie is I like that Dumbo holds Timothy's tail like all the elephants hold their tails (laughs) when they walk like he does that a couple times but he does it here 
Uh, and he has the hiccups and Ryan, Melissa knows this. Uh, I think, I think we've talked about this with this group. Uh, Tara likes to scare me when I have the hiccups. I don't know if you knew that or not, oh, no. but, but the way she does it is she just looks right at me and then goes, ha! And it's like, why did that scare you? But I'm not thinking about it. I, because I trust my wife implicitly but to just ask yell him, at me out of no reason. Ask him if the hiccups stop. It works every time. It works every, time, every goes, time. I gotcha. <laughs> So in our house, what we do is if uh, someone has the hiccups, you look at them and you say, prove it. Like, you know, they have the hiccups. You saw them do it and you look at them and you're like, do you have the hiccups? And they go, yeah. And then you go prove it. And it's a psychological thing. Interesting. From my kid in her AP psych class. And it works because your body will suddenly be like, it won't do it because someone said, prove it. I, my, Ooh, that's I how like my that. dad used to solve it when I was growing up. Is he goes, I'll give you $10 to pick up again. And like. I think if Kimberly did it, she'd probably demand $10, yeah. but I was like, huh, but I also couldn't do it. Almost time to be like, huh, 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 huh. <laughs> I couldn't do it. But so uh, Dumbo gets the hiccups, and so Tim- Timothy goes over to encourage him to drink water, right? That's how he gets to drink to the, the tub of water the where the champagne's been yes. dropped in. Yeah. At which point, you know, what always happens when you drink is they start hallucinating. Of course, yes. <laughs> uh, but Dumbo's face turns bright red. In Pinocchio, he turned green. When, yeah. Oh, Pinocchio was smoke, though. Yes. Yeah, but so Dumbo's face turns bright red, and then he starts burping like dopey with the soap bubbles. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that a little bit. But I do like that Dumbo doesn't go on this experience alone, that Timothy drinks <laughs> with him. So, like, they're drunk together. <laughs> I love when Timothy's having, like, all the fun with the bubbles, and the one bubble comes up that has his reflection on it, and he goes, Hello, George! Yeah, he goes, Hiya, George! Who's George? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> Yeah, so that's another one that was, even though Pink Elephants was my favorite part, I had no idea why they were seeing oh. Pink Elephants as a kid. Like, it, it's, if you don't have the context of, oh, they're drunk, or maybe it was absinthe, who knows? Like, yeah. Huh. You don't have any idea. It's just this very weird sequence in the middle of a movie. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I think I knew they got drunk. I, I have no I, I reference. I don't know. Or they no were remembering. No I don't know. You must have grown really... up in a house where people drank. Yes. That, yeah, I guess that could be part of it, My too, parents but it... do not drink at all. Yeah. That's probably part of it. For me, it was very reminiscent of Heffalumps and Woozles. Yes. Like, that immediately. Also one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, immediately when it started up. And I liked how there were different styles of music. There mm-hmm. were a couple different styles of music in there that I thought were really fun. And obviously, all the colors were super fun. And I went down a rabbit hole, and I'll have to post something about it, about where the phrase pink elephant comes from. And it's referenced in writing in, like, yeah. 1800s, and different writers have used it as a way to hallucinate. I mean, it means when you're drunk and you start do you seeing know that, things. Do you know that beard delirium tremens or whatever it is? Yeah, and they're... There's a pink elephant on the front of that, mm-hmm. and it's something about chasing the pink elephant Yes, or yeah. Uh, I've seen it in other cartoons where I think there's one where, like, Donald starts seeing or somebody starts seeing a pink elephant. Yeah. yeah. So that whole sequence happens and I, I was one of my favorites. It was great. It's like I, a mini Fantasia. Yeah. In a yes, lot of it's, ways. It, yeah. Well, I love when they start marching around the border of the screen yeah. and like Dumbo's just following them. Like, yeah. he, like the, the closest they come to going like, you're in a movie now, kid. Like, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, do we want to move on to the next big section that we're going to talk about, which is the crows? Well, we, yeah, Dumbo's hangover. <laughs> yeah, Dumbo's hangover, basically. So Dumbo and Timothy. Timothy's eyes, he looks hungover. Dumbo yeah. looks okay when he wakes up. Timothy they wake up in a tree. Rough. They wake up in a tree. And I wrote, how did they get there? Because I... I assumed Forgot he the flew, point but of yeah. But I was like, how did they get up in that tree? Because again, what the crows I'm want to know. Yeah, the it's crows want to so know. It's so amazing thing. watch watching a movie with Tara because it is she 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 just goes on an emotional journey that the filmmaker wants her to go on. Yeah, like I, I remember we saw it. we when we saw Jaws together. I have a couple of moments I remember being very distinct moments when I realized how much I love seeing a movie with Tara. The first one was we were watching Winter Soldier the other night, and she goes, "Do you think people were surprised when they first saw this and they found out that the Winter Soldier was Bucky?" And I looked at her, I go, "You were shocked." You were like, what? Like, she legitimately in the theater went, what? Yeah. And then we were watching Jaws. Like, any shot of the water, she's just, like, like, like gripping nope. my arm a little harder. <laughs> it's so fun watching a movie That's with Tara. That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, the crows, I know we're going to talk about the crows a bit. Uh, they're kind, They're mean at first. Like, they're poking yeah. fun of, of both Timothy and Dumbo and, like, how they get up in this tree. And they're kind of, like, hemming and hawing. Um about everything and i don't know if you want to go into their portrayals so, or what you really want to talk about because they were all voiced by african-american actors but as ryan pointed out this is really the only kind of work african-american actors were getting at this time if they were in the world of acting and vaudeville was kind of yeah. a parody of themselves well is i guess the nicest way the, to say it i don't know that that really like describes that it depiction is the joke is like look at this dumb african-american and it's like that's not good see i always felt like they were smarter I, I, just just to be honest like i always felt like they were smarter than timothy and dumbo because they figured out how they got into the tree and they that those, those other guys were too stupid to realize it yeah I, well and that's the thing is what i read is there were two very strong opinions about the crows from people in general historians saying the portrayal being racist and offensive and then your opinion melissa which is that they were very smart and progressive in some ways with how they were thinking about like getting Dumbo to fly yeah. and like the way that they were doing all of that. So there is a back here's, and forth. Here's I think some things I, so first of all, they brought in a African-American vaudeville duo to dance. This sounds awful, but like to, as since we said that they also brought other people into dance from, no, they brought in some African-Americans to dance for them. Hooray. No, <laughs> they brought them in and they, they, it was like a, a duo and they did a lot of reference for them. The scene where it's the two crows and they come together. And yeah, they and make one looked, body. I love so that. So they, that was a bit they did. That group did where they came together, put their arms around each other. And it looked like they were dancing with three legs. And the animators went, we can take that one further because it's the, realm of animation we can make it literally look like you're melding for a second yeah um and they they had a lot of back and forth of like show us some of your act and we'll incorporate it into this i think okay two things i think you could remove from the crows and i think they'd be fine is revoice them like if you brought in new african-american actors and just had them be african-american and not be like hee-haw and have that real thick accent yeah i think it'd be fine and get rid of that one cigar. <laughs> I think if I you want to find the cigar. I, no, I'm saying like if you wanted to like redo yeah, something with it. Yeah, I guess in now in this world of the yeah. smoking is way less of an, an issue than the the voices. I think than the, yes. than the portrayal. Yeah. But like you made a point. Their song is like the best. Their song's song. the best song. It was yeah. my favorite. I know it was Maggie's favorite. It's my favorite song. And the I lyrics are really funny. Yeah, I like and I like the rhythm to it, and I like that Timothy. I wrote here. Timothy takes them to church. 
Like they call him. <laughs> well, they say Reverend, that. Yeah, yeah, they call him Reverend Reverend Rodent, but he makes them feel sympathy for Dumbo and tells Dumbo's story and is like, you know, you're making fun of this poor orphan and goes into like what's happened to him up to this point. And then they literally say, we've seen the light. And I like that you see that change that now mm. they want to help Dumbo and they do feel bad and they don't want to be making fun of somebody who's down and out. And I like that theme. I think they're like representing, I think they're good characters. I think they're representing a time and a art, an art form that was not, did not view these, these type of characters in a great light. I think they're representative of that, but I don't think like, do you know what I'm saying? Like watching that, I don't know that you, you necessarily get that. But here, So I think both things can be true because what I think is true is that historically in what was actually happening in the world is what Ryan said. They were only getting these certain kind of jobs. But in the movie, I definitely think, first of all, Maggie's not going to look at that and think anything other than those are birds. Those crows are weird. She She doesn't put people behind them, which is fine. She's five. And because of that, I think they're talking about psychology. They're using psychology on him. And they are, those characters are smart. But I think both things can be true. It's not like one, I don't think you have to. It's like you have to pick one or the other. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say is they remind me a lot of like the, like Fat Albert's gang. Yes. They reminded me of that as well. And like, if you talk to a lot of people who like, I I know those are kind of characters that were viewed as like a lot, a lot of. I don't want to speak for African-Americans, but I've heard people say, oh, we love these guys. They were great. But it's also like, if you look at them now, it's like, well, they're not great characters, but they're the best they had at that time. Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps we should have someone of, of African-American descent yes. give there. So and if listeners, you, by all means, if let you Let us are, know. Tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, tell us Send us whatever. an email, post on our Facebook page. Like, we welcome other opinions. Please. Obviously, we can only talk about what we know and our experiences and how Which we're is, viewing you know, the movie. Which is, you know, a privileged background, but it but, is what it is. But I will say I loved the crows. I yeah. really did. I, I really enjoyed. I think that they are very much less problematic than the than the scene where they're building the oh, circus. Once yes, we and post the, the, the fan- lyrics. Once to we the- yes, once we you well that's a good point. And then once we post the Fantasia episode, check out some videos of the black centaur they cut out of the movie. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not it's, good. It was a wise choice to cut it out. Yes. So we'll okay. leave that. We'll leave it at that. But. Um, <laughs> But essentially, we kind of have touched on this already, but they're trying to build Dumbo's confidence that he can fly, and so they give him a magic feather. And I think Melissa... <laughs> they shove him off a cliff! Well, I think, Melissa, you said that you didn't realize, you didn't remember Timothy was in on it. No, I didn't. I remembered yeah. it being like... Because I remember being a kid being like, well, how does he know all of a sudden that the feather was bogus, or is he just trying to make Dumbo think that it was bogus so that he doesn't die? But I... The crows totally fill him in. He's like, here's what we're going to do. And I didn't remember that. Being yeah, the they case. bring him into the circle and yeah. kind of let him know what's happening. And they give Dumbo the feather and he soars. And it's a really sweet scene, him and Timothy, like, flying all around. It looked, it was funny because it looked very, like, World War Two. There are shots in it, like, when it's his shadow going over the... Which, this is right around when well, America was, was thinking about joining. This was joining. the last movie. I have I have a fact about something, with so keep talking. Um, 
Well, I mean, we're getting close to the end, and it's funny yeah, that I is... feel we should wrap it up because boy, does the movie yeah, this was wrap the last it up. Film released before we entered World War Two, right. so right before oh, Pearl Harbor okay. happened. So because um, it's forty one, um, but yeah, I mean, Dumbo it wraps it up real quick. Uh, he ba- basically terrorizes the well, circus. Well, basically, he does the act again with the clowns to where he's in the burning building, but doesn't tell anybody he can fly. But doesn't now. tell anyone he can fly, and so and he's. As he, he goes talk. out, yeah, he doesn't talk. But as he goes Fair. out on the the like pedestal or the the plank, like the wooden platform, I guess the 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 was it the plank? Walk the plank? Yeah, yeah. he's supposed to jump down into a, t- a uh, trampoline that like breaks, and he goes into like soapy bubbles or something, or whipped cream, or I don't know what. But he gets up there, and the feather, I guess, blows away, maybe, or he loses it. I think it's just the he's going down and the feather down just... and then the feather just like yeah he's already has jumped while he's yeah. got the feather but i, I like that timothy like wasn't manipulating him like he put all his eggs in that basket too he's like i know you can do this like he was if if dumbo got hurt timothy was getting hurt too yeah and so at the last moment he's right about to hit the ground uh he starts to fly and then that's when he terrorizes and it the makes circus. an airplane noise when he's oh, yes. flying it's like full-on Airplane noise. Yeah. yeah, when he sniffs up the peanuts and then shoots the peanuts at, at everybody. At all the elephants. He shoots them at the elephants and he terrorizes the clowns and he's like flying up high in the circus tent. Uh, I swear, and I need to look this up, the peanut vendor looks like Chico Marx. If you guys I know the Marx I didn't catch him. I heard you all. say it, but I didn't no, look at him. I, didn't. I gotta look that up if they were using him. So then they pretty much just wrap it up with like a bunch of newspapers. Yeah. And so you see like that Dumbo has become famous and his ears have been insured for all this money. A million dollars. Yeah. A million, million dollars. dollars. In 1941? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, it's wild please. money. Uh, and Timothy like has... They, he has a title now, and he's got a fancy. Oh, he he like, signs a deal jacket. with Hollywood. Yes, that's what <laughs> happens. Something like that. And then I love that the mom gets a private fancy car in the back of the train. Well, I love that all the elephants are like singing along the song, like I never seen an elephant fly. I'm like, yeah, you. I know they're just yeah. jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> I wanted them to be in the jail. Uh, car. Yeah. I guess a rising tide lifts all ships, so they're probably the. Circus in general is making more money, so. Yeah, I guess so. So maybe everyone's getting oh. treated Oh, so better, they're going to but... let him be an elephant now? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the crows are at there at the end, too, like kind of singing the I song I should have gotten well. his autograph. Yeah, I also liked, this goes back to the first crow scene when Dumbo flies and he lands on the power line oh, with yeah. the crows. I like that all the crows are on his shoulder and his head. <laughs> I just liked that animation. But yeah, overall, I, mean, I know we have to ask our questions. You have yeah. to pull it up, but... Uh, yeah, it wraps up very, very quick. So we tend to ask a few questions at the end, okay. Melissa. So we're going to go over this. First of all, uh, how was the princess? So I guess the princess in this movie the female was... female character's agency, Well, I no, guess. no. First, the princess is just Dumbo. Oh. <laughs> how was Dumbo? I love Dumbo. I love Dumbo. Dumbo. Dumbo is great. He's like Dumbo a true is... innocent character. He he's does very... nothing wrong. Yes. yes. He's very similar to Pinocchio in his innocence, I think. Uh Pinocchio is is trying to be a brave, unselfish boy. So Pinocchio's got kind of a different um, motivation. But I do think the innocence of both of the characters are who, similar. Who do you think did a better job as his conscience or as his little, like, protector? Because I feel like Timothy was Timothy really... Timothy never left Dumbo's side. Yeah. Jiminy kind of comes in and out. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's a little bit different, but... 
both of them timothy not in the original book Tim, in the book timothy was a sparrow and they changed him to oh, a mouse because they like the idea of most elephants are afraid of mice but dumbo's gonna learn to trust him yeah how was the villain who was the villain in this i think some ways the it was circus. the ringmaster i think the big villain was the caddy the, the caddy elephant the worst I elephant think. yeah the elephant matriarch was her name i uh, hate how they referred to her uh yeah she was very very catty yeah i would say that i guess them honestly like the if you you can look at it one way and say the world was the villain like everyone who made fun of dumbo yeah like it, it wasn't just one person but i think the matriarch elephant was pretty mean we saw her in a good I, a part i of feel the like the circus though in a way should have stepped I don't know, should have stepped in to be like a surrogate, excuse me, parent when his mom went a little crazy. And it was basically like they were just throwing him away. Like, yeah, he, was, he was no good to them. Yeah, he, yeah. They, they, they were very exploitive of him. Like, how can we use him to make money in a way that well, just benefits us? I hate to say it, but 1940s circus carnival culture, I think that might have been pretty Fair accurate. Enough. Yeah, probably. But that's still today. We would still say yeah. that they're villains. Oh, yeah. they're definitely the villains. Um, I, she's not what I would call super evil on the like hierarchy of our Disney villains, the the elephant matriarch. But well, she's and definitely no one, sucked. and we've been tracking villain deaths. No one dies, no one dies in, this in this movie, this which I like yeah. that there's no deaths. I would say if you're gonna look at her as the villain, she's probably one of the more believable ones, right? Like she she doesn't have some wicked evil thing. She's just mean. She's just yeah. She's someone you'd experience in real life. Yes. Yeah. We didn't really have a prince in this one, so we'll skip that one. Uh, how was the sidekick? I love Timothy. I Mouse. thought Timothy was great. Uh, yeah, I really liked him a lot. I think I liked him a little better than Jiminy Cricket. Like Jiminy Cricket is very oh, heartwarming. I like Jiminy Cricket. I think better. But... I think he's better, but I think Timothy is because I like him being like he. He felt you a little Timothy more real. He was to me. more of a hype man too. I think. Yeah. So he was more on. He was more in Dumbo's corner not to say Jiminy wasn't in Pinocchio's corner but it was a different relationship Mm -hmm. I felt from what I remember of Pinocchio and it is not one of my favorites and I haven't watched it in years but Jiminy's a little bit more judgmental I mean his 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 job is you're supposed to teach him right for wrong whereas Timothy's job is we gotta make money but he but he wasn't exploitive like that's the thing like like where we're saying that like the circus and the that culture was very exploitive Timothy wants to make money, but he also, it's almost like he's a big brother. He's like, how can yeah. we do this yeah. together? And, and he's at the really, same time. And I think he wants to look out for him because he know he's watched everything happen to Dumbo. Like everyone being mean, his mom like losing it and being locked up. I also like how distinctive, I mean, you got to remember this is Disney. Like he didn't look anything like Mickey Mouse. Like he's a very distinctive character. Yeah. Like he, I was thinking about that halfway through. I'm like, oh, he could have looked similar to Mickey and he really mm-hmm. doesn't. Without looking like a rat. Like, I feel like anytime they draw a mouse that doesn't look like Mickey, it usually looks rat-like. But I don't know. I liked him a lot. Um, okay. What was your favorite musical number, uh, Melissa? The... I'm very partial to Baby Mine. But, oh, yeah? But it was, like I said, it was the lullaby that I used for my kids when they were little. I remember Abby, who is almost 17 now. Um, it was like, it was like how many Baby Mines before I was able to leave her room to oh bed at night. yeah! It's like, Mom, uh-huh. I need two baby mines. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, I loved the crow song. That was my favorite song. Elephant. I've seen an elephant. Yeah, walk. I loved that song. I, I really liked that one too. But I gotta go with Pink Elephants. Like I've always loved that sequence. I like. I used to 
it's it's sometimes it's, every once in a while i used to have a uh cover of it saved like of this weird like it was a group called lee and the press-ons or something like that yeah and he was like this weird dude with oh like yeah with uh like a uh what is this xylophone mm-hmm. but yeah i i love that song so much it's so weird and bizarre and in this kind of strange minor key and oh i love it and it ends in like this huge percussion like yeah like explosion yeah. it's so cool all right now we have our does it hold up questions how did we feel about female character agency well uh, i mean they were all just moms or catty women so not great but i really like the mom but to be honest i really like the mom and i've experienced a group of people being catty like that. I yeah. compared them to older adults, right. but like Melissa said too, in high school, like I, th- I think, you know, a lot of times when people see something different, they're afraid of what's different. And that's their first reaction mm-hmm. is to make fun of it. So I think, I don't know that that gives them agency. I don't know, but like, I, well, it's I, more real to life. Like it, it, it's something you might experience. And the yeah. same thing with the bullying, like where Dumbo gets made fun of for something he can't control and, right. you know. Well, either way, whether that was a good representation, I think the mom was a great mom. She's great, yeah. She's very protective from day one. She's Mrs. Dumbo, mom of the year. Yeah, she's very sweet <laughs> and playful. When we were talking about when she's bathing him and like very tender and yeah. swinging him during baby mine. The animation was so good with like the how they use the trunk to like kind of like stroke his head and hold yeah. him and all that what did you think uh i think that it's kind of a timeless story like there's not anything yeah. in it that you know other than some of the problematic things that we've already talked about but if you look right. at the core story itself you could tell that exact same story today and it would still have meaning yeah. and i think also like you said I think it's a, a teachable moment, too, depending on how old your child is when you're watching right. it with them. You're going to pull different lessons out of it, I think, mm-hmm. when they're younger versus when they're a little older or anywhere in between. So with that in mind, Melissa, would you vote? You have you have two choices here about how much you liked it. Would you release a platinum edition clamshell VHS or would you lock it away in the Disney vault? I think I know where you're going to go. With oh, this no, one. I think. I, th- I think people need to erase the memory of the weird Tim Burton one that I haven't watched, so maybe it's fine, but I don't think it is. <laughs> and and focus on the original story. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely release it. I don't think it needs to be locked up. I think there's a lot of good thematic parts to it. I think there's a lot of good lessons in there, and I like the. I think it was good. I feel like I we need it. to come up with a better way of putting that because, like, the what I'm thinking in my head when I say you want to keep it is like we put it in a clamshell. It's on our. It's on our shelf. When we are done with this, we have this kind of virtual in our mind shelf of the ones we kept it in the. But other I ones think are I would. Away I still think I would. Yeah. Put it no, up I'm on saying. I, I'm yeah. saying. I'm just saying. Maybe a better way than release a platinum version. Mm, yeah. Keep it, keep it in the in the in your in your home collection. Your personal oh, yeah. collection. Oh, they say that. I think they're like make it part of your collection today. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of my kids have seen it, so that tells and, you something. And Maggie has seen it before, even if she says she hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if I feel good about this, how do you guys feel? Yeah, I feel good, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us for this. I really enjoyed having you on for this one. Yeah, and next time, guys. Uh... Oh, well, I just totally interrupted Melissa. Yes, Melissa, thank you for joining us. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, next time, guys, we're doing Bambi, and uh, we'll see you then. 
Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh